Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you have decided to tune in to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. <laughs> well, if this is your first time listening to the Movie Bugle, welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on all of the socials, on my Instagram, at the Movie Bugle. You can also follow me on Twitter, at the Movie Bugle. And then if you happen just to search at the Movie Bugle on YouTube, you'll find me there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I release a podcast every Tuesday So thank you so much for tuning in You can listen to me on pretty much all of the, the, the podcast platforms um, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, Our Heart Radio Podcasts Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Stitcher So be sure to follow, subscribe, share, comment, interact with me You know, I, I try to post my episodes that are coming out on my Instagram I'm more active on my Instagram page than anything else That I know I need to become a little bit more active on the other socials But I'm getting there, I'm getting there But anyway, nonetheless, thank you so much for tuning in Now, this particular episode is exciting and it's fun I'm so excited to talk about this I actually just got back from a New York trip And so I wanted to talk about my New York trip And also wanted to rope this in into, you know, movies as well Because, you know, this is what I do here on the Movie Bugle And we're going to be talking about Broadway shows that are adapted to movies So I'm going to talk about, you know, my opinions about that And how some of them work and how some of them don't work But we're just going to have fun on this episode So if you're listening listening in your car, listening, you know, while you clean the house You know, just buckle on down and let's go (laughs) Well, anyways, let's talk about New York So like I said, I just got back from New York had an amazing time. I went with my aunt, my aunt Sherry. If you listen to Auntie Sherry, hey Auntie, how you doing? <laughs> um, my aunt was actually on an episode in season one, the uh, Billy Holiday versus United States episode. We had a lot of fun with that, and uh, she actually she called me this past May and was like, "Hey nephew, um, Broadway's opening back up. Do you want to go see some Broadway shows?" And I was like, "Absolutely." So I was like, "Let me just take a look and see how the seats are and everything really quick." And, you know, I told her, you know, once I get my money together, we'll buy it. Well, I logged in right away and seats were going real fast. Like a lot of it was already gone. She had told me the weekend she wanted to go because she had a three day weekend and everything. And I logged on and I was like, oh, snap, the the seats are going really fast. So I called her back and was like, hey, we need to get these tickets now. So we bought tickets to go see The Lion King. And we also bought tickets to go see Wicked. And uh, that was back in May. And uh, we just got back So I'm excited to talk to you guys About my New York trip And about, you know, Lion King and the Wicked You know, it's so funny Because this trip was sort of like Sentimental for a few reasons One, I've been saying that I've been wanting to go back to New York For such a long time Um, Before I moved out here to LA I had wrote down in my journal No, by by the year that I moved over here to LA was 2014 and in 2013 I had wrote down by the end of 2014 I'm either going to be living in New York Atlanta or Los Angeles so you know I have to speak those things into existence so um, LA was on that list as well that's where I ended up but I always have a special place for New York but the other reason why this trip was a sentimental thing for me is back when I was 16 in 2006 
uh, my aunt and I actually went to New York uh, for the first time for the both of us. And that was actually the first time I was ever on an airplane. It was super cool. But we, one of the days we was just walking around and we said, oh yeah, Lion King is playing on Broadway. We should go see it. And we walked up to the box office and we was like two tickets for the Lion King. And the lady sort of like laughed at us and was like, oh, you guys are serious. <laughs> um, yeah, tickets are sold out. You have to buy tickets for Lion King six months in advance. So, you know, we didn't know anything. We were, you know, novices at the beginning. And uh, so we learned and adapted. and have traveled, you know, many places since. But, you know, New York was always one of that place that I wanted to go back and see some shows. And I'm so mad it took me this long to get there. But anyways, never late than never. Anyways, but um, we went to New York. Uh, I flew up to Boston. That's where she's from. And uh, we drove down because Boston, Boston to New York is about L.A. to Vegas. It's not too far away. Um, so it's a nice little, nice little drive there. Um, went to New York. You know, we stayed, you know, right outside of Times Square. So it was right where everything, you know, right when the room happens <laughs> in the room where it happens, I should say. But anyways, um, we stayed like a few blocks down from Times Square and we just explored the city. We saw Wicked on Saturday and then uh, in a matinee. And then we saw The Lion King Sunday evening. And it was just amazing. And I personally have already seen both of these shows, but um, well, I'll talk about that in a second, but it, it's been so long, been so long, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, that I was like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. And my aunt hasn't seen either of these. So um, I saw, so I'm, I'm originally from Florida. I used to work for the arena over there in Orlando and the Lion King was actually doing a North American tour and they had a stop over there in Orlando and they played at this theater. I don't think it's no longer there, but it was called Bob Carr. And um, they told us, hey, would you like, if you want to go see Lion King, sign up for tickets. And we got to go see the dress rehearsal. We sat all the way in the balcony and it was like, you know, don't make any noise. We dressed up and everything. And they said, this is a tech dress rehearsal because they were about to open like the, the next day or something like that. So it was full costume and everything. Um, but they told us if they have to stop for whatever reason, you know, just I want to let you guys know this is a rehearsal. And we were like, OK, you know, it's cool is whatever. Um, but they didn't stop. They went full on everything, full costumes, full sound, full everything. And it was just amazing to see the Lion King pretty much in an empty theater. There was like maybe 15 of us sitting up there in the balcony, um, got the chance to see this um, production. And it was, it was, I was amazed, you know, if you know the story of the Lion King, you know, pretty much what happens, you know, the beat of that, you know, Simba and Nala and Timon and Puma. And, you know, you follow the beat of that same story, but it was amazing to see the spectacle presented on stage and because it is a stage production they you know they add a little flair to it um i think the lion king originally opened up on broadway in 1997 the animated movie was 1994 oh i should look that up while i'm talking because i don't want to say incorrect information but anyways um it was so amazing to watch um to watch it on stage because you know like i said we was in an empty theater and it was yeah it was 1984 is when it came out so the, but it was a it's an adaption on stage because they add a lot of african elements to it a lot of like you know african language the costumes are beautiful you know it's it's just a beautiful piece to watch on stage and 
it's it's so crazy because you know uh, we're you know with the whole thing with black lives matter last year uh with all the protests and everything you know black panther coming out in 2018 we had the live action version of the lion king in 2019 you know beyonce did the soundtrack you know shout out to queen b um but it's it's it was just amazing to see this on stage and like I said, I've seen it before and I'm pretty familiar with, you know, the Broadway music because it is a little different. Um, it's the same, you know, pretty much the same. All the songs from the movie are in it, but they have other songs as well. So there's a particular song that, you know, uh, Mufasa sings to Simba. And my mom was like, I, I didn't know that song. And I was like, well, that song is actually in uh, The Lion King 2, the animated movie. But this song was made for the, the show. Anyways, amazing as always. Um, and then Wicked, 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 Wicked. Ooh, I love. Listen, I I seen Wicked 2015 at the Pantages Theater over here in Hollywood. And when I tell you that show, it's there's there's just something about it. I have the soundtrack to that one as well. And you know, I know a lot of the music because of the show Glee. But there's just something about you know watching. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. Let me back up. So, Wicked itself is a part of a book series. I and I should probably do a little bit more research before I I do these things. But it's a part of a book series that The Wizard of Oz is from. There's a couple of other stories that is all part of that. Um, and I actually read Wicked when I was in high school because I want to say Wicked premiered on Broadway in 2003 or 2004. Um, so. I remember everyone talking about it on, you know, it, I remember everyone talking about it. It was, yeah, it was 2003 that Wicked premiered on Broadway. And I was still in middle school at the time. But when I started to hear about it, you know, I was in high school and I was like, okay, well, let me, let me take a look and see you know what this is all about and i picked up the book wicked and i read the story i read uh part of the original um um the wizard of Oz story but there was a whole bunch of other stories inside this book that um that wicked is based off of and pretty much if you don't know the story of wicked it is the the, the version of the wizard of Oz of how you know the wicked witch of the west pretty much becomes the wicked witch of the west uh, her character's name is alphaba and and you know it follows glinda and it's it's an amazing story and it actually puts a spin on how you view things in the series of events that happen in the wizard of oz because it it goes back to you know when Elphaba was younger you know when she was going through school and how she pretty much became that iconic character and you look at characters a little bit different like you you know and i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet because you know i'm a i'm an advocate for please go out and support the theater support the arts um go watch this amazing uh, production if whether it's traveling or if you get the chance to go to new york and see it but there's a couple of things you know and my aunt is so funny because she'll try to ask questions oh what's gonna happen here what's gonna happen like auntie i'm not gonna tell you nothing i want you to enjoy it so as it was going on there was a, a few character developments she was like wait is that and i was like just just keep watching just keep watching so you know in the second act that's when you really start to see you know how it starts to tie everything together so she's getting all excited in her seat she was like oh my god that's that and that's this and that's that and i was like yeah just just keep watching just keep watching but don't talk so loud because i don't want to get thought out of the theater <laughs> <laughs> but no we had a we had a great time 
watching Wicked. I would honestly go see both of these shows again. Um, I, I love it. And like I said, I saw it for the first time over here in Pantages Theater um, with a good friend of mine, DJ, which is that who is actually on tour um, with uh, the touring company. I think it's called the Angelica Company. I think that's what he told me. The touring company of Hamilton right now. So if DJ, if you ever listen to this, shout out. You know, I told you I want to come see you in Hamilton. I still will. But anyways, you know, it was great. And it was amazing. Let's see. Outside of the the shows what else do we do we did we did that so we hung out in times square a lot you know times square is is honestly like vegas it's just it's just live you know 24 7 you know it could be three o'clock in the morning there's just people out there so that was really cool the last day we were there we sort of explored explored the city uh we did a, we did a lot <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie we did a lot we um we started by going down to the statue of liberty well not all the way we didn't go all the way out to ellis island but we went down so you could see it, you know, you know, off in the distance where the ferry takes off and everything like that. So we went down there, sort of walked up the downtown area, ended over at the Diamond One Memorial, which is pretty surreal. And it's 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 a it's a feeling that just pretty much overtakes you like, wow, like all this happened. And you're just thinking about everything that's surrounding that day. And this year actually happens to be 20 years since it happened. So it had like some extra things over there. It had like this little donation thing that you can, um, you know, donate to for some cause around it, either like for the families or, you know, the conservation fund or something like that around it. So I, I put some money in there and they also had like these little bracelets that, you know, they were just giving out to people. So that was really nice. But each, uh, each spot where the towers were located, they had like this water memorial with all the names of everyone who were in each tower surrounding it. And it's, it was such a beautiful, surreal, um, nice way to, uh, to reflect and remember. And, you know, I, you know, luckily didn't have anyone who perished that day, you know, from the tragedies, but I could just imagine anyone who, you know, who has family members, you know, just to be able to have a space where you can go and just see their name, um, just written down um or as edged into like the architecture there it was such a beautiful thing so we um from there we sort of went into the mall it was like right next to there um jumped on a subway went over to chinatown and um because i remember when we went in 2006 we just drove briefly through it while we was coming or going to an airport or something like that so i I was like, I wanted to actually go and see it and walk around and everything like that. So we walked around and it was beautiful. And it was nice and very authentic. And then stumbled upon Little Italy, which Little Italy is beautiful. We actually ended up having lunch there at this really nice Italian restaurant that has some pasta, of course, but it was it was great. Um, and then from there, we walked from Little Italy all the way over to the Brooklyn Bridge and then went, you know, to the halfway point Brooklyn Bridge and took some pictures. So we did a lot. We did a lot that last day. And then, you know, from there, went back, you know, was able to hop in an Uber all the way to JFK and flew home with a two hour flight delay, but we're not gonna talk about that. Anyways, <laughs> but I had a great time. New York, you don't owe me nothing. Um, I thank you for your hospitality. I thank you for, you know, your generosity. And um, I cannot wait to go back and just enjoy your presence and space again and see some more shows. 
Um, there's quite a few shows there that I do want to see, and I uh, kind of want to use that to segue into the second part of this conversation about Broadway shows being adapted into movies because both, well, not yet, but um, The Lion King obviously was a movie first that was adapted into a Broadway show. Um, I think as well as um, the so Aladdin, I'm, I don't remember all the shows. So if you're listening and you know all the shows that are playing on Broadway, please excuse me. I'm just going based off of memory from what I saw. But there's there's a lot there's a lot happening over there on on Broadway. Um, so I I just see that line, um, Lion King obviously, but Aladdin is playing. Aladdin was a movie first adapted into a Broadway show, I believe. But you know you have like Chicago is still playing. You have Harry Potter and the Cursed Boy is playing. Dear Evan Hansen. You have Hamilton is playing. Um, you have a show that I actually didn't know was on Broadway. I thought it was just a one night engagement just because I follow a lot of the people who are uh, in the show. Um, it's called Thoughts of a Colored Man. They have a show about the Temptations. They have a Tina Turner show. They have To Kill a Mockingbird. I know I'm forgetting. And then um, I know the I saw the waitress there. There was there was a lot. There's like I said, I'm, I don't remember all of them. I'm so sorry, uh, but that's just a mission for me to go back and you know see a lot of these productions. But I wanted to talk a little bit just about um, Broadway shows that are turned into movies because you know we have this year i was actually going to do an episode earlier this year but i knew i was doing this new york trip so i wanted to sort of wait and save and just tie it all in together just to give you know quick reviews about some of the stuff that i've already seen some stuff that is coming some stuff that has been announced and everything but like for example early this year back in june we had in the heights um which is a show that was originally on broadway developed by lemonwell miranda the same creator behind hamilton and it i i personally enjoyed the movie but as i'm watching it you know the the beats of you know in the heights is played out just like how it is in the in in the show meaning you know it's it's that it's that rap talking type thing um the same way hamilton is and i you know i was thinking to myself when i was watching it i was like does this work like you know does this work and i'm thinking back to like even like other either other movies that i've seen like rent you know the entire show of rent is you know sung or you know it's with very little dialogue in between or it's like you know bits and bits of comedy here and there or you know just bits of spoken but the entire show is sung and that's how it's presented but when they did the movie they took the main songs and they still sung those but they had dialogue in between to make it work for the movie and i feel like personally that worked but you know you have people who don't like musicals and stuff like that they don't like the we're just gonna burst off into singing type thing so uh but comparing you know something like rent to something like in the heights where the pretty much the entire thing is as uh, well no okay so i mean they there was talking in the heights too but i would say just how the songs are the songs are longer they're wrapped you know so it's a little bit it's a little bit different i would say in the heights and both um um rent are two examples of broadway shows that were adapted into movies that seem to work but you also have other shows like chicago 
you know i you know i've never seen chicago on broadway i would love to see chicago on broadway um if you're not familiar with you know chicago you know definitely look it up um but i remember the, the movie came out uh Queen Latifah was in it uh, Maya was in it Really 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 amazing She was also in Hairspray Which was also another musical from Broadway That was adapted into a movie So um, but yeah I want to check out Chicago as well But one thing that made me want to talk about uh, This particular And I haven't seen it yet But I know it was met with a lot of controversy And the Rotten Tomato score is not that great It's Dear Evan Hansen Now Dear Evan Hansen is a Broadway sensation on the actual Broadway show but the movie didn't really translate as well onto the screen now I'm just going based off of the reviews and stuff that I heard because I haven't seen it yet I don't I honestly I've just been busy over the past couple of like weeks and stuff it came out towards the tail end of September so I apologize I still do want to see both the movie and the Broadway show um, but at this point I don't know which one I want to see first I kind of want to see the Broadway show first and then watch the movie I, I don't I don't know but I'm wondering why I didn't translate. And I I think that there's a magic of Broadway shows. There's a, well, just just like theater in general, just musicals in general. There's a way that you can, um, you know, put together a production or, you know, a character arcs or, you know, different developments on stage that are surprising on stage. But in movies, it's a little different, you know, it's I, I think, you know, even like with Rent, you know, a lot of the songs in Rent works really, really well on stage just because of how they interact and how one song leads to the next and everything. But when you translate it to a movie, it's kind of like you can't really sing the entire time. You have to have beats and stuff in between and you have to make it a little bit more realistic. So you sort of have to take what you have from the show and twist it and turn it, you know, to make it work on on the movie. And like, I'm thinking like, even like, for example, one of my favorite movies, uh, Dream Girls with, you know, Jennifer Hudson, um, Anika Nani Rose, and of course, Queen Beyonce came out in 2006. And that was adapted from a Broadway show. And if you look at that movie, I feel like it works great. One, because the characters in it was singing. So I've, I've never seen the original Broadway show. Um, I would love to see the original Broadway show. I know Amber Riley actually did a run over in London where she was playing Effie. And um, but so I've never seen the original Broadway show. But I know just from the movie itself, you can actually watch the movie Dreamgirls and not think twice about, you know, all the singing, because that's part of what the show show you know the fabric is about it's about you know a group and they're singing and they have these performances and stuff here and there so it just sort of works i think one thing that plays in the movie's favor is the production so like going back to like in the heights when they have like these big dance numbers and stuff you can use uh, so in the heights is pretty much you know a movie about you know the neighborhood washington heights in new york and um but you can use the entire set and you can use movie elements and movie magic to make a musical number come to life and I think that's what's beautiful about uh, a, a show being adapted into a movie but it's also sometimes a production on stage can you know be just as magical as well like for example if you if I jump back over to rent you know there's a few 
there's a few songs in there where I feel like it works a little bit better on stage. Um, you know, on your own is one of them. I could think about like La Vie Boheme is another one where it just works a little bit better on stage just because of the comedic timings and bumps and stuff like that in the song and how they put everything together versus how they did in the movie. And it was nothing wrong with how they did in the movie, but you know, I feel like it just works a little bit better. But I'm curious as to why Dear Evan Hansen didn't work. Um, a lot of people say they prefer the the Broadway show a little bit better. But uh, my question to like all the audience here is, do you prefer watching it on, you know, Broadway as a musical or, or do you prefer watching it in movies or do you like both? You know, there's a there's a movie that Ryan Murphy just adapted from a Broadway show called The Prom that's on Netflix. It's a beautiful movie. I, I love the message behind it. I love the story is I was actually one of those like I didn't I didn't know it was a Broadway show at first. To be honest, I just saw, you know, the trailer for it and I was like, oh, this is Ryan Murphy. Oh, OK, cool. Let me check this out. And as I was watching it, I thought it was just amazing. I actually legit cried, you know, and on one part of the movie, I listened to the soundtrack all, all the time. But then after, you know, I watched that, I did my little research and I'm like, oh, okay, this was a Broadway show first that had a very short run on Broadway for whatever reason. Um, but it was, but just being able to watch like the musical numbers um, and I did go back, you know, you can see like Tony uh, performances of the prom and you can see like other different performances that they did. And you can definitely tell that the movie was able to capture, you know, the magic of the Broadway show and bring it to life bigger and better. So I think that was an example where it sort of worked but i don't know i i think that there's a respected space for both of them um obviously you can have a movie um like fences or to kill a mockingbird or um for color girls who consider suicide when the rainbow is enough or um oh I, 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 there's another one i uh a raisin in the sun we actually did that when i was in high school i i wasn't in it but i got to work on the set and it was a beautiful beautiful show but these are all like just straight productions there's no music behind it so you can take those but even sometimes like monologues i think actually now that i'm thinking about it i think sometimes production well yeah just straight theater performances and not musicals uh can be just as challenging as well because you you have like monologues and speeches and different scenes that play really well on stage but when you adapt it to a movie it's kind of weird when you have a monologue being spilled like here and there and stuff like that you have to sort of turn it around and break it up a little bit and change it a little bit keep obviously the same flow and the same beats of everything but you have to make it work for the for a movie because the way movies are you know sculpted together and you know put together is different from how broadway shows are put together sometimes you can have a scene play out for 25 minutes on stage but to have the same scene play out in a movie for 25 minutes can seem very long so you have to be able to work it a little bit different you know what i mean by a scene is like you know it could be a series of events or um just once one particular set or whatever the case may be play out you know in the same you know space for a good 25 minutes and people are engaged and they're going through it and you know you have your transitions here or there but you know for movies you have to make it a little bit different so 
and we have some other ones coming up i know wicked um they announced they're doing a wicked movie and which is another reason why i wanted to talk about this because i think I, i'm kind of skeptical about a wicked movie to be honest with you um if they're gonna keep it as a musical i'm wondering how that's gonna work because i think wicked the musical works perfectly on stage I don't know if Wicked a musical can work as a movie. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a hater. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to preserve the, the, the magic of the show Wicked. I don't know if it's gonna work as a movie on stage. Like when she's singing, you know, No Good Deed, or when she's singing Defying Gravity, how is that moment? Like, so for example, Defying Gravity is a pivotal moment in the show. Uh, like I said, I don't want to give it away if you've never seen it or anything like that. But it's a pivotal moment in the show. There's a, is a, there's a reason behind that song. It, it's, it's great and it's beautiful and it always gets, you know, uh, high praises from the audience and it gives me chills just thinking about it. But how are you gonna make that work in a movie where it's gonna have the same effect? You know, because with movie you can have CGI, you can have practical effects you know you know with different things and stuff like that but how is that gonna i don't know if it's gonna have the same weight to it in in a movie you know versus how it is on stage so i'm very i'm very curious to see how they're gonna make this work um i'm obviously gonna go support it i'm gonna go see it especially if the original creators are on it but um i'm just kind of i'm kind of nervous i'm i'm kind of nervous to see how this is gonna play out another one that's being uh remade by steven spielberg is west side story and that's actually supposed to come out this year in december um it's who's being released by Let's see. Um, Ambient Entertainment. You know, Amblin, sorry. Entertainment. Um, I know it's going to be a theaters only and it's coming out is December 10th. So it's going to be a Christmas movie. Um, it's a Steven Spielberg. Gosh, I can't talk <laughs> uh, movie. And, and even we, we we've seen a, a West Side Story movie before. Uh, but this is, you know, Hollywood doesn't do anything new nowadays. They just take what was done 20 years ago and reimagine it and sometimes make it better. Sometimes wish that they would have never done it. But anyways, that's another conversation for another time. But, you know, you have West Side Story, the musical, and then you have, you know, the West Side Story movie that came out many years ago. And then now you have this new one coming out as well. The trailer for it looks amazing. I'm not even going to lie. It looks so beautiful. I can't wait to see it. And Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, usually brings it when it comes to like the movies and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very curious to see this. But if you didn't know, like I said, West Side Story is coming out in December. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Um, but yeah, like I said, what do you guys think about Broadway shows being adapted to movies? And do you do you think that there's a space for both of them? Like I said, I believe depending on the property, um, it can be. But also, I feel like just like how remakes doesn't always need to be done. Sometimes you can keep what's on Broadway. Just keep it on Broadway. I like I know like like before i let you guys go hamilton is also supposed to make a movie itself and i think hamilton works because it's on it's on broadway like i don't know if i really want to see you know the forefathers rapping as they're actually in battle like i think it's gonna take away from 
like you know usually war movies like like if you haven't seen hamilton obviously it's about you know the founding father alexander hamilton and, and all the stuff like that and, but they have other you know like uh founding fathers like you know thomas jefferson and george washington and all the stuff like that in in the movie and there's battles and stuff here and there that works out so great on stage but imagine watching a war movie and also they break out into song so <laughs> that's what i'm wondering like how is it going to work you know and i think uh, hamilton is another example where they pretty much sing rap the entire musical there's very little dialogue in between like very very little um there's dialogue in songs where they they speak it um, but it's like in between and it could be for comedic purposes or just for the beat of a song or whatever the case may be but for the for the most part the, the entire play is is rap sung so i wonder how that going to translate to movies so i don't know i'm i'm curious i'm you know i will support it i will well i will i will wait to see what the first trailer looks like i don't think there's any developments as of yet from it i just know that they want to do it but in the meantime, you can catch Hamilton on Disney Plus or you can go see it on Broadway. <laughs> but anyways, that is my discussion on my trip to New York. Like I said, I had a beautiful time. New York City, you owe me nothing. I can't wait to go and experience you again. And Broadway shows that should should or should not be turned into movies. And as always, you can follow me on the Instagram at the Movie Bugle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Movie Bugle, or you can search the Movie Bugle on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. My name is Justin, and I will talk to you guys later. Mm -hmm.